Good morning, it's March 1st and this is your daily brief in UK news. Here's everything you need to know. In a heartfelt address at a London synagogue, Prince William took a stand against the troubling rise of anti-Semitism in the UK, marking a significant moment as the nation grapples with increasing hatred towards the Jewish community. His visit wasn't just ceremonial, it was a profound engagement with history and the present, as highlighted by his meeting with a 94-year-old Holocaust survivor. This encounter underscored a personal commitment to remembering the past and confronting contemporary issues of prejudice and violence head-on. During his speech, Prince William didn't shy away from global concerns, specifically calling for an end to the ongoing Israel-Gaza conflict. His words reflected a deep concern for the violence and its impact on communities, emphasising a need for peace and stability in the region. However, this public appearance came with a notable absence. Prince William missed a memorial service for his late godfather, King Constantine of Greece, Officially, the palace cited a personal matter as the reason, leaving the public to speculate on the nature of his absence. This period appears to be a challenging time for the royal family, with Prince William's father, King Charles III, undergoing cancer treatment. Additionally, William's wife, Kate, is in recovery following surgery. Despite public interest and concern, the palace has opted for discretion regarding Kate's health, prioritising privacy over public updates. This decision reflects a broader royal approach to handling personal health matters, amidst a time of significant public engagements and personal challenges for the family. In a twist that underscores the unpredictable nature of politics, the Rochdale by-election is drawing national attention, not just for its electoral significance, but for a controversy that has shaken the Labour Party. At the heart of the matter is Labour candidate Azhar Ali, who has been disowned by his party following anti-Semitic remarks. This development throws a spotlight on the broader political landscape in the UK, which has seen a series of 21 by-elections since December 2019. These elections have generally favoured Labour and the Liberal Democrats, with the parties making notable gains at the expense of the Conservatives. However, Labour's prospects in Rochdale have taken a hit due to the controversy surrounding Ali's comments. The Conservative Party, meanwhile, is grappling with its own set of challenges. With a significant lead for Labour in the polls and 58 Conservative MPS announcing their intention to stand down before the next general election, a number that could potentially exceed 100, the Tories are in a precarious position. The Rochdale by-election is further complicated by the presence of a diverse range of candidates. This includes individuals from satirical parties and a former Green Party candidate who has also faced repudiation. Adding another layer to the political landscape is the ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict, which has repercussions for British politics, influencing both Labour and the Conservative Party. As voters in Rochdale prepare to cast their ballots, they will be required to show photo ID, a new measure that adds another dimension to the electoral process. For those looking to stay informed on this and other developments, following BBC Manchester on social media or sending story ideas to their email is recommended.
in a harrowing reflection on systemic failures, an inquiry into Wayne Cousins, a police officer who committed the heinous acts of kidnapping, raping and murdering Sarah Everard, has laid bare the missed red flags that allowed a serial sex offender to remain in a position of power. This story not only exposes the depths of Cousin's criminal behaviour, but also casts a stark light on the inadequacies within the police force that enabled his actions to go unchecked for nearly two decades. Wayne Cousin's predatory behaviour wasn't a sudden emergence. It was a pattern that spanned almost 20 years, culminating in the tragic death of Sarah Everard. The inquiry revealed a disturbing history of indecent exposure incidents, eight in total, that were not properly investigated, alongside allegations of rape and sexual assault against multiple victims. More so, it uncovered Cusin's troubling sexual interests and deviant behaviour, raising serious questions about the effectiveness of police vetting processes. The report issued from this inquiry is a clarion call for change, setting out 16 key recommendations aimed at radically overhauling police vetting and recruitment practices. These recommendations seek to close the gaps that allowed Cousins to abuse his position of trust in such a horrific manner. In response, government and policing leaders have been urged to implement these necessary reforms without delay. At the heart of this tragedy is the family of Sarah Everard, who believed that her death was a direct consequence of Cozen's position as a police officer and the systemic failures to heed the warning signs peppered throughout his career. Their statement underscores the human cost of these systemic oversights and the urgent need for reform to prevent future tragedies. The inquiry's findings have not only shed light on the failures that led to Sarah's death, but have also sparked a broader conversation about the need to address the misogynistic culture within the police force and ensure that those tasked with protecting us are truly worthy of that responsibility. Amid a concerning rise in measles cases, the UK Health Security Agency is stepping up its efforts to ensure children in England are protected. With a multimedia campaign aimed at parents, the urgency of vaccinating children against diseases like measles has never been more pronounced. The background of this initiative is a noticeable decline in childhood vaccination rates during the pandemic, leading to an increase in measles cases since late last year. The UKHSA's campaign is a call to action, highlighting the critical need for children to receive two doses of the MMR vaccine and to stay current with all other vaccinations. In a significant move, health officials are now contacting over 4 million parents, carers and young adults, alerting them to missed MMR vaccinations. This outreach is in response to the alarming statistic of 650 confirmed measles cases in England since October, nearly double the total for all of the previous year. The areas most affected include the West Midlands, London and other regions, underscoring the widespread nature of this health challenge. The World Health Organization has also weighed in, warning of the growing threat posed by measles and other preventable diseases due to declining vaccination rates.
This situation underscores the potential for these diseases to re-emerge and cause more serious illness if vaccination uptake does not improve. The UKHSA's campaign is a crucial step in reversing this trend and safeguarding the health of the nation's children. In a move that could significantly alter the landscape of UK taxation, Chancellor Jeremy Hunt is eyeing the non-DOM tax rules with an eye for reform. This consideration isn't just a minor tweak, but a potential financial game-changer aimed at funding cuts in national insurance. The non-DOM status, a fixture of the UK tax system for individuals born abroad but also available to UK citizens, allows them to limit their UK tax exposure by claiming permanent residence in another country. This status has long been a point of contention, seen by some as a loophole that benefits the wealthy at the expense of broader tax fairness. The Chancellor's contemplation of scrapping or significantly revising these rules could unlock an estimated £3.8 billion in revenue. This figure takes into account potential behavioural adjustments by those affected, as they might seek ways to minimise their tax bills in response to the changes. The implications of such a move are manifold. Beyond the immediate financial boost to the Treasury, it opens up a broader conversation about tax income, investment inflows and how the UK positions itself as a home for high earners. The potential abolition or scaling back of the non-DOM status touches on critical questions about fairness, economic strategy and the UK's attractiveness on the global stage. This has been your daily brief in UK news. To read more about these stories, follow the links in the episode bio. You can also subscribe to these updates via email at www.brief.news. For more daily podcasts about the topics you love, visit brief.news forward slash podcasts. We'll be back Monday with everything you need to know.